All right, the Sconeheads podcast is back with our 24th episode. This is actually the first episode since week five, so we apologize for the long delay, but we're back um, right in time for playoffs. So we have a bit shorter of an episode today as we didn't have much time, but we wanted to get something out for you guys, as I mentioned, right for the playoffs. We give some updates and our overall thoughts to how the season turned out this year, recap our beginning of the year playoff season predictions and how they panned out. We also break down the first round matchups that are upcoming and give our updated predictions. We're back, and we are excited to talk ball. All right. Yo! What is up, everybody? Yo, we are back on the airwaves. It's good to talk to you again, Will. We Not that back, we don't yes. talk at all, but yeah, talking on a yeah, podcast, we, I guess. We don't really talk outside of this podcast. Um, not really friends. Never. Um, so, Never. no, we're very good friends. We actually saw each other over Thanksgiving, but I mean, we haven't talked in a, in a while through the airwaves, as you mentioned. So um, it's actually been, what, a few months since we've talked? I think two months almost um since we had our week five episode so we recapped week five um and that was actually the last time we talked so apologies to all of our faithful listeners out there um across the world that are enjoying the sconeheads podcast you know we this year we've had a little bit more busy of schedules i would say um haven't been able to do our daily or not daily our weekly episode it would be that'd be pretty crazy if we did it daily um that'd be fun but you know yeah we've been trying to been trying to match our schedules and actually meet up and do one. So we're going to hopefully get a quick one in today. Just do a little uh, uh, playoff preview for the, for the 2024 playoffs. Um, I guess 2023, 2024 playoffs. So it's kind of what we want to do today. Hopefully get a quick episode in for you guys and, and talk playoffs and talk Kevin Cohn. Yeah, I was looking back at the week five episode notes and I was pretty down at that point about the season. It's kind of crazy to look at what week five, week six, week five, week six, kind of that area is around when the league kind of took a turning point, actually. I was looking at the, the standings after week five and um, that was pretty much when conference two kind of turned and didn't look back. Uh, Jake had just, well, I guess Jake was on a two game win streak and so were you. So he was kind of keeping pace with you, but Jake was three and two. You were two and three. Uh, Estelle and AJ were both very good teams still, but Monks of Vegas kind of took it and ran with it after that week. And uh, conference won kind of the opposite scenario, actually. Uh, I was pretty down in the dumps after week five, uh, two and three, along with Tuna Fish. And then actually going into week six, uh, I had lost my third straight game and Tuna Fish won. So I was sitting in at the bottom of the division all by myself. And uh, that was actually the last week that I lost. So kind of a kind of a weird timing that we stopped potting because that was exactly when I started getting good. So no one can ever <laughs> blame me, at least, for shying away from the podcast when my team is bad. I actually did the opposite where I shied away when we got better. So, um, yeah, there was a lot of stuff that kind of happened over that time frame, mostly trades, because like I said, like the standings didn't change a whole lot. Uh, after week six, to be honest, like the teams kind of ended up uh, with the exception of division one and also Zach's team hanging around the wild card. Um, teams are kind of what they were after five weeks. So kind of a, yeah. not a boring season, but you could kind of see, see it coming on uh, where we're at right now in a way. 
Yeah, I think, I mean, we'll talk about it a little bit later with like our project, our predictions that we made at the beginning of the year, but I think a lot of stuff kind of went as, as expected, even though we may have had some wild predictions that we made. Um, I think maybe those weren't the most true predictions. We just kind of wanted to get something out there, maybe a little bit different, but I think we kind of knew, I, I didn't really know for sure what, what conference two would turn into. Um, but as the season went on, as you mentioned, it kind of, you know, we kind of figured it out quickly what, what was going to happen. Um, especially with that, you know, with Tony's team kind of taking that giant leap forward and my team taking that step back. So, and I will say that it's, it's not that my team's worse that we're not doing the pod either. I'm just, just defending myself here. It just kind of happened that way this year that, um, you know, we just haven't been able to do it as much. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, definitely no slander. Um, tough year <laughs> for the bad news beers, which, you know, to be honest, speaking of predictions, I, uh, I did kind of foresee some darker days for the bad news beers in my predictions. Um, not necessarily here to, uh, to tout over my own predictions because obviously I uh, had a certain team in 10th place in the preseason power rankings who secured the number one overall seed <laughs> for the playoffs and the bye. That's Team Estelle. Uh, Tony's team set the wins record this year, so quite a big miss there, and uh, we definitely owe it to give Tony his flowers on the airwaves, and uh, you know, I'll, I'll take my... Uh, you know, whatever. I'll I'll own with my bad take here and say lashings. that I missed it. Yeah, take my lashings. I I did want to go back, and I never made a made a point to go listen to the preview podcast. But I swear, when I was talking about his team, I thought I was like in a pretty high delta mindset because I remember talking about how we had a lot of young guys. I was like, who knows how Brees bounces back? You know, Jamar Chase is kind of like the big receiver, and then what? Um, I think I did call out that Jordan Addison would be a pretty good rookie for him right away. He's been a pretty productive rookie receiver, so it wasn't all bad. I just I remember thinking like there's just so many teams clumped up here, and I think I kind of gave him the short end of the stick because there were so many unknowns. Because you had to depending on yeah. a lot of young guys. Yeah, I mean he had to pick it. Someone had to be tenth. Um, yeah, and like you had mentioned also, um, I, I don't want to say I was disingenuous with my predictions, but tried to be a little. Outside the box, you know, uh, propelled yeah. Nosmo King uh, said he was going to have a perfect health season. No one was going to get hurt. Everyone was all all 10 of his starters were going to perform and he was going to do well. Um, and obviously that did not happen. Uh, Justin Jefferson's been out for a lot of the year. His quarterback situation has been a lot less stable than we thought it might be. So, you know, a lot of things happened. Not going to say that, you know, I don't deserve the criticism for the 10th place thing. But, you know, we kind of called out that that area of the rankings was pretty fluid. I uh, didn't really know what was going to happen. Um, so, yeah. you know, just, just going to throw that out there. At the end of the day, this is just a podcast. We're just saying things, you know, trying to entertain the masses. Uh, you know, some things might have slipped out accidentally from your mouth that even though you, all the things you said were kind of against Tony, but that's okay. We had to, we had, somebody had to be down there and, you know, you had to, had to make a move, sir, or make a stand, I should say. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It is funny yeah, though. That, so- go ahead. You make so many takes on a podcast that, you know, some of them are bound to be wrong. So I was finally yeah. wrong for the first time ever. Uh, don't fact check. Them. Yeah. Um, uh, sorry. Sorry if you hear that dog. Um, if I had to take Jesse girl to the to the vet today to get some shots, her her, her yearly, you know, vaccines and stuff. Um, so she's a little restless right now. So I do apologize. Um, did you also see that we haven't talked about it, the beer I was drinking today? Yeah, I just caught a glimpse of it. Um, you want to tell us? Looks very nice. You want to tell us what you're drinking there? Uh, I don't really. Is it Houston? The Houston Astros. Get it? 
I don't know. I, I would have just said you're drinking a Stroh's. Yeah, I'm drinking a Stroh's. I'm drinking a Stroh's. Uh, it's, uh, is it local to the area? No idea. Um, is it in Wisconsin? Do you see it ever in Wisconsin? I don't. Um, I'm not, like, looking for it. So I, I, I'm i not going to say it's not here. But I don't think anybody's it's not looking run for into it. it. <laughs> you, you clearly were. You've got one. So This is from Friendsgiving. Somebody left it here. Very resourceful of you. You got to clean up after yourself. Um, I'm I'm drinking actually some whiskey today. I've got like a a, a little glass of Four Roses single barrel bourbon. Uh, pretty decent bourbon. So just you know lubricating the throat, really getting the pipes loose, so I can sound nice for the podcast here. So doing that for you guys. Um, I like it. Yeah, but I think that's enough for the the drink talk. Like I said, we're gonna try and get yeah. a quick playoff preview episode in here. Um, did want to give a shout out to. Um, at least one non-playoff team. Dayman and the Nightman had a really good year. Um, very high potential points. Um, so actually, you know, Spin Zone, they had a really bad year because they were really b- very bad owners and didn't play the right people all the time. Um, I actually don't have the report open with the efficiency, but I think they were pretty low on their efficiency just because their potential points were so high that I think they missed out on a bunch. But um, Dayman and the Nightman uh, made a big trade midseason after our uh, most recent podcast episode, picking up CD Lamb for a first rounder. Um, Got to respect that move, going win now, and almost paid off for them. Um, they finished at seven and seven, just outside the playoff race. Uh, really wasn't. They finished one game back at Tuna Fish, but they were already eliminated before this week uh, due to um, their conference record. Yeah, their conference record would have had them out. So. Um, Still a good season for them. Um, I'm scared for the next uh, handful of seasons, honestly, when Dayman and the Nightman and Tuna Fish don't have uh, like $700 of dead cap each. So uh, they're on a good track. They had a good year. Um, just missed the playoffs. But everyone in Division One, uh, 500 or better, just saying. So good year for them. Um, yeah. And I mean, if anyone's longtime listeners of the Sconeheads podcast, you know we love the efficiency ratings. We're big, big efficiency <laughs> ratings, guys. So, um, you know, Dayman and the Nightman not making the playoffs because of maybe a, a, a slightly lower efficiency rating, you know, that's, that's big for us. And that's, that's could be, could have been the difference between, like you said, the eight and six tuna fish and the seven and seven day man and the night man and that, and that wild card spot. So yeah, definitely a tight race for that. Uh, it was fun to watch that tight race of division one this year um, from the outside looking in, of course. Um, but yeah, I think kind of the whole year is maybe leaning day man, and the night man uh, a little bit more just because of the points they were putting up. Um, especially at the quarterback position for a while there. Um, and then the running backs too, as well. But yeah, like you said, the potential points, 1980, you know, o- almost 160 more than tuna fish, um, actually almost up there with you too, Ben. So, so yeah, shout out Damon and the Nightman on their season. I know they won't be listening to this, um, but they continue to not make the playoffs and it's, and it makes me happy. Yeah, I believe they're, um, they're one of, I want to say three teams that haven't made the playoffs yet. Um, I can't remember the other ones off the top of my Washington head. I think football one, team. Uh, right? No, the football team made it the first year. Uh, infamously benched players to make the playoffs and keep me out of the playoffs. That's so, right. That's right. Uh, I believe he did pick up the wild card the first season. Um, trying to think of who hasn't made it. Would it, just, it would just uh, be Danny J, I think. Danny J and, and Dayman. Because Tuna's, Tuna's in it this year. I, um you know, Estelle's in it this year yeah, for the first right. time. So, yeah, I think – and Jake's been in it. And, yeah, so I think I think it's just Dayman and the Nightman and Poopy-Ass Dala need to get off the schneid, make a playoff appearance here. 
you know, that's pretty solid. Three years into the league, we've got 10 out of 12 teams that have made that the playoffs. True. We have not had a three-time division winner either, so there's been at least two teams that have won each division. So a uh, decent level of parity so far. Yeah, that's that's pretty freaking good for for a dynasty league, too. Like, obviously, yeah. for a redraft league, anything can happen. But, like, yeah, dynasty league where we have these contracts carrying over, it's pretty, pretty unlikely to have, um, you know, so many different conference and division winners so far. But... I like it. I like the different, you know, it keeps, keeps everyone engaged. I feel um, everyone's trying to actually win. So that's good. Um, except, you know, the teams in, in that certain phase, but um, yeah. So do you want to get into, yeah. do you want to get into actual matchups that are about to happen or anything else you want to catch up on? No, I think I'm ready, ready for the matchups. So uh, the first one listed on the, uh, just going by the week 15 previews page here. Uh, we got the Monks of Vegas, Scums of Vegas, uh, playing at AJ's team. AJ's team just missing out on the bye um, due to Estelle having a record season at 12-2. and two. Most years, 11-3 and three is going to get you the bye. Alas, AJ has to go up against a pretty solid Scums of Vegas team who uh, currently projected to lose by 19, I think. But I do think Jake has some points on the bench if he wants to replace Romeo Dobbs. Um, so maybe like a 15-point spread there or so. But AJ's team definitely heavily favored, as you'd expect. Like I said, 11-3 team, uh, totally deserving of the bye and has looked like one of the best teams um, in the league all year. Um, Scums of Vegas have a 2-4 and four all-time record against AJ. All of that in the regular season. Um, AJ, uh, sorry, Jake only having that one playoff loss to you last year, Will. Um, so AJ's team has... Kind of had his number over the last three years. Um, they split this year during the regular season. Um, I think both of those were pretty high-scoring games, if I recall. I uh, don't have that in front of me. But um, I don't know. I, I think it's going to be really, uh, you know, who knows what's going to happen kind of game. 15-point um, spread sounds like a lot. But honestly, when both teams are projected to score at least 125 points, uh, something crazy is bound to happen. So um, probably, I mean, not going out on a limb here to say that both these teams are uh, – Going to be pretty disappointed not to make it to the semifinals. So, um, any thoughts on this matchup? Any thoughts on how either of these teams got here, Will? Yeah, I think you mentioned that they split the series. Week one, uh, AJ beat Jake by like 20 ish, 117 to 90. Um, and then week eight, Jake took down, uh, or sorry, yeah, Jake took down AJ 120 to 100. So basically, you know, 20 point victories either way. So you, you can kind of call that, call that as a draw. But um, I think this should be a pretty good matchup. You know, Jake's team's got sort of the younger QBs a little bit more, um, uh, I guess, scared of, of what they can do. Um, you know, they could either have a very good game with Jake Browning and Jordan Love, um, or they could, you know, kind of crap the bed like Jordan Love did last week. Um, versus the two, I would say, veteran QBs at this point, Tua and Stafford. Um, so we'll kind of see how that how that shapes out. But I think AJ's got a slight advantage here. You know, I, we've talked about it, you know, at nauseum at this point on this podcast of, of AJ's receiving core. Um, you know, maybe not as good as we thought it would be this year, but with, you know, Cooper Cup being out a lot of the year and not being as consistent as usual. Um, but, you know, Puka Nakula took that step up, you know, kind of filling those shoes a little bit. Um, DK, DK's had a pretty good year, um, and Hopkins has actually come on as of late. So I think with, with Levis coming in at, at QB. So I think this will be a, a pretty good matchup, but I, I don't see AJ losing this one unless 
unless you know a few of those flyers on on Jake's teams kind of go off like like a Rishi Rice or you know a, a, a Romeo Dobbs if he if he keeps him in. Um, so I, I think you know one of those two guys could have a long touchdown or something. Even Jalen Waddle, of course. So I think there's there's room for uh, for parity here and. And I, I, I'm not going to give it to AJ right now, but I think he, he'll probably take this one and, and continue on to the next round. Yeah, it's kind of crazy how uh, productive Puka's remained with Cooper Cup coming back and also still being somewhat productive. Um, possible wrinkle here, dude. Stafford, the Stafford Puka Cup stack, um, maybe in in a gross game against the Commanders on Sunday could be a little bit of a liability. We'll see. That one, see, that and- one feels like it's a boomer bust. Yeah, they have. He has Kyron Williams as well. I think we've talked about the the Rams on his team oh, uh, that he has. But yeah. um, did you see that that catch that Puka had last week? Was it last week? The diving catch. I I, I didn't see it. I did see some tweets about oh something God. crazy he did. I was stuck in an airport for about twelve hours. Oh on Sunday, yeah. So I had a I had a <laughs> tough day on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. Um, yeah, no, go look it up after this though. That was like one of the filthiest catches I've ever seen. He basically dove full extension on the sideline, like and stayed in balance without gloves in the rain. Like crazy. Love it. Um, kind of a weird note. Um, I mean, Jake Browning is the quarterback, so you can kind of throw him. Um, he's, he's protected 14, eight, five uh, still, which is kind of high, but between Stafford Tua, and Jordan love, um, Jordan love is actually easily the highest projected quarterback uh, out projecting Tua and Stafford by a point and a half. So, I uh, just thought that was kind of funny that you look at Jake's quarterbacks versus AJ's quarterbacks. You think AJ's quarterbacks probably have a bit of a higher ceiling uh, with the offenses that Tua um, and, and possibly Stafford um, are going to produce. But um, I think Jake's team overall is projected to score more out of the quarterback position, which is kind of funny. So something to keep an eye on. The, the perceived uh, yeah. advantage by AJ isn't quite exactly what you might think it is. So, uh, something to keep an eye on something that might give Jake, might give Jake a little bit of hope, uh, in this one. That, that is true. And two is playing the jets who have pretty good defense. So something to watch out for there. Um, all right. You want to jump to the next matchup? Yeah. Um, one that I am, uh, thankful to not be a part of, um, really thankful to get the buy in this division or in this conference, which to be honest, you know, in either conference, it's usually get the buy here. Guaranteed to be playing in a money game by the end of the year, so that's pretty cool. Uh, but we got tuna fish taking on the big dirty shithawks here. Um, we think we've got the accurate lineups here. I don't think there's much Kevin can do. Um, the tuna fish haven't submitted a starting lineup this week. Um, shame, I don't know. kind of kind of a shame. Um, just just giving up on it. I know you didn't have anybody play on Thursday, but come on, everyone else has submitted a lineup by now, so get get to it. Um, I even I don't think there's much that tuna fish will have change. Oh, sorry, what? I said I even submit, submitted my lineup. <laughs> I don't know why you're doing that, but sure. Just, um, just you know, gotta gotta stay in the football mind. You know, gotta act like I'm still in the playoffs. Great way to stay in shape. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the tuna fish projections probably pretty accurate. Um, they have C.J. Stroud in their lineup right now, who is still projected 14 and a half points. Was recently ruled out for Sunday's contest against the Titans. Um, he'll have to decide if he wants to replace uh, him with Desmond Ritter. Uh, which would probably be, that would be about a three and a half point drop in projections or uh, gosh, who's the other guy? They could play Ty Chandler, maybe. Uh, Rashid Shahid. Rashid Shahid, yeah. All possibilities. Um, all obviously uh, lower upside than CJ Stroud. So that one's, that one kind of sucked for Tuna Fish going into this playoff matchup. Um, 
Big Dirty Shithawks, of course, coming at you with Josh Allen, who has the potential to go off for a lot of points every week, um, and Russell Wilson, who's been uh, very respectable uh, since Kevin reacquired him this season um, in a in a huge trade, uh, which I don't remember if that was talked about uh, on the podcast or not. I don't remember if that was before our last episode or not. Um, so maybe something to reflect on uh, at some point, but yeah. Yeah, I um, yeah. Mean, Kevin's Kevin's projected to win by 20 right now. Um, that'll probably go up just a bit, like I said, after Stroud gets moved out of the lineup. So a uh, bit of a big spread in this one. Um, I don't know what the season series looked like. Um, I, I want to say they only played once because I think Damn Man of the Night. No, who won? No, I won our division I, last year. I can't remember. I can't remember. I can find it pretty quick. Get my stats guy on it real quick. You open this time. Um. Yeah, I think Tuna Fish has a one and two all-time record against Big Dirty Shithawks. Um, they played yeah. week four this year, and uh, Big Dirty Shithawks beat Al by th- about 40 points. Gotcha, gotcha. And it does appear they've never matched up in the playoffs, so... Uh, nope. All regular season. So yeah, two teams that haven't really seen each other that much. Um, you know, in terms of the league so far, I guess. Um, yeah, I don't know. This should be a, this should be an interesting matchup. Um, obviously, for me, um, selfishly, I want Tuna Fish to lose this one. I have his first overall pick for next season um, in the trade with uh, for Kamara. So um, I'm obviously cheering on uh, the big dirty shit Hawks in this matchup. Um, hoping for a big, big day out of his, you know, his his good running back core and, and Josh Allen, hopefully in that game against the Cowboys. So, rooting for rooting for big dirty shit Hawks. No offense to to the tuna fish, but I have your pick, so I want you to lose. I'm just trying to look to see if any of the teams playing this week actually own their own first round pick or any playoff <laughs> teams. As that, as a matter of fact, because uh, Estelle and I do not. So the two buy teams do not own their first round pick. Uh, let's see. Monks of Vegas does not. Big Dirty Shithawks do not. Tuna Fish has. I have his pick. Does not, like you just said. Um, who am I missing? AJ. AJ. AJ is the only one who owns his own first round pick. That's crazy. I thought AJ had no draft picks left. Um, he must have been a little more stingy with his picks this year. I know I got his second for James Connors. So maybe he's really just hoping to nail that first round pick at the end of the round. So. That's 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 funny though. I can't believe AJ of all the teams in the playoffs is the the only team that owns his own first rounder next year. One thing to uh, note here that that is very interesting. Um, sorry, one thing to note here for Kevin's team is Tyree Kill situation. Um, he did not practice all week, so uh, oh. we shall see. But if if Kevin has to take out Tyree Kill out of his lineup, who do you see? Like him putting in, I, there's really not many options. Uh, you see Hollywood Brown there, but he's also questionable. I'm not sure what the extent of his injury is, but uh, the only other guy there that I see would be worth a shot would be like Antonio Gibson. Um, I was going to say Gibson possibly, just because Brian Robinson is out. I uh, just got listed out recently. He's still projected points on the screen. Oh, but, well then that's uh, probably what he's going to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, which to be honest, still still isn't a lock. I mean, I, you may, you may play Hollywood if he plays. I know he's questionable. I don't know if there's been any news on him. Uh, but well, actually, he can't do that because Tyree Kill is going to be his third receiver. Um, so he needs to he has to put a receiver in that spot. 
That's right. You rarely run into the issue where yeah. people aren't starting enough receivers. It's usually running backs, but he's got four running backs in already, and it's four solid ones. So, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, this is gonna be a tough choice. Um, you know, his his receiver options: Braxton Berrios, Hollywood Brown, Deontay Hardy, Isaiah Hodgins. These are just names of people. Um, Terrence Marshall. Oh, I was, so. and it's it's Hollywood against the Niners too. I was going to say you better hope Hollywood plays because these other options are not good. But Hollywood itself isn't really a great option. So, yeah. Uh, hopefully, you know, hopefully for Kevin, this is all uh, just us pondering nothing and Tyreek ends up playing. Um, but if he doesn't, that is a huge uh, opportunity for the tuna fish. So we'll see. I if if Al pulls off the upset, uh, Alan Chuck, sorry, you know, give, give credit. Uh, if if the tuna fish pull off the upset. Um, I'm going to be uncomfortable next week. I'll put it that way. I can't handle the shit talk from Al if I, if he were to beat me this season in the, in the semis. So <laughs> that'd be quite the finale. Sweating. Yeah. Um, all right. So you want to quickly go over what we uh, originally predicted these rounds to be, and then give a quick revised prediction for how we think the playoffs are going to go now that we've got 14 weeks of data to back us up <laughs> real quick. I just wanted to highlight that. It's tough for Al. I think you already said the CJ Stroud thing, right? Um, the only yeah. other thing uh, I would I would touch on Al's team real quick is Pacheco uh, being out as well um, is a big big piece there that he would you know probably replace Stroud with, but obviously can in this situation. So injuries kind of hurting some of these playoff teams here. Yeah, I was super stoked to get the bye too because I know where Mondre's out this week. Aaron Jones is questionable again. Yeah. Oh my, my god. This week, but. Uh, Aaron yeah, Jones good has been the most frustrating player this year. Yeah, he's been he's been a tough one. Luckily, I've been able to pretty much avoid him uh, the entire year. So, yeah, that's good. All right, um, all right. Let's 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 talk about our initial predictions. Um, I mean, I think we both predicted conference one pretty well. Uh, wild card, basically, give and take. Um, I can't remember who will actually put in wild card or division winner, but it was pretty uh, close. for um, conference one. Yeah, uh, I, I heard you had winning Division One. I. I had you winning Division One. I. I had Kevin winning uh, Sands of Sudan, and I had uh, Damon and the Nightman taking the wild card. Okay, so we had the same prediction there. Um, and then my prediction out of the playoffs was uh, then Kevin wins the wild card game, and then Kevin beats me in the uh, conference finals. So that is still uh, possible to happen, and let's hope I was wrong. Um, and I think you had similar, right, Will? Yeah, I had, let's see, conference, or wait, I had you, Kevin over Ben, yeah, and then I think I had, yep. All right, so we were on the same uh, in the preseason, and uh, those are both still possible. Um, mm -hmm. Conference two is where we kind of got a little wild, try to have a, have some hot takes, have a little fun with it, uh, not, to, not to give us a, a pass or anything, you know, these were still somewhat calculated takes, but, uh, you know, mine, I'll go first, my, my big miss, uh, of course, well, my whole thing is a big miss. I, I had Danny J coming out of the DuPage Dickheads, um, finished the season at 3-11, and 11, so not a great prediction there. Uh, I did have AJ winning Camp Crystal Lake, um, but I had Nosmo King winning the wild card, uh, also finishing at 3-11, and 11, and then had Nosmo King uh, winning the conference in the playoffs. I, uh, If you recall in the prediction show, I said that his whole team would stay healthy the entire year. He'd only play the 10 people the entire year, and they would be good enough to get him into the finals. And all of that was wrong. So um, 
obviously AJ's still in it, but I didn't have him advancing past uh, the second round anyway. So, yeah, not looking good for me in conference two on my initial prediction. Yeah, I had, let's see, I had AJ winning Camp Crystal Lake, and then I had, uh, I actually had myself, um, obviously, winning the DuPage Dickheads, and I had Danny J coming out as a wild card um, for that one. So, yeah, both of us uh, leaving out Team Estelle, uh, the the win record holder in the league yeah. of the playoffs. That's tough. So that's, that's a tough look. It hurts our credibility for sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, but we got, we got most of the rest, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, let's, let's give ourselves a chance to right our wrongs here. Uh, we're sitting here after 14 weeks of the season. We know what the teams look like now and what the matchups are. So will, what oh, do you I think guess... is going to happen? Oh, what? Sorry, I guess, and then I had AJ over Danny J for that. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So sorry. So yeah, you for, you do so, have him alive. Yeah, exactly. So we're still kind of in it with him, but okay, let's do prediction predictions. My prediction is going to be super chalk. It's going to be, let's see. Hmm. I don't know if I want to change. I don't know if I want to change my conference one picks. I think I'm going to keep my conference one picks the same, meaning um, Ben, you will win, or you're in a buy, so you won't win. Um, well, technically you'll win. Um, Kevin will beat uh, the wildcard team, Tuna Fish, and then Kevin will beat you um, in the semifinals. Um, and then I guess do you want it. Yeah, you do. You do conference one now. Yeah, I mean, uh at this point, I'm just going to pick myself instead of Kevin. Like, I'll pick Kevin to win this week again. We'll meet up in the conference finals. Uh, but at this point, you know, I might as well pick myself. I don't want to be sitting on the review podcast and being like, well, I lost, but I picked the right guy. No, I'm going all in. Uh, if, I, if I'm if i wrong, I'm going to be upset because I also lost. Uh, you know, conventional wisdom says Kevin still has a better team. Uh, but I'm, I'm giving myself the victory uh, to go on to the finals. Got, got to. Okay. Then we can do, let's do conference two. Yeah. Oh, this is tough. Yeah. Um, I'm still going to say AJ is winning it. The whole thing. Not the whole thing. He's winning division two. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to have him. I'm going to have AJ beat Jake. And then AJ beat Tony for a Kevin versus AJ matchup. Gosh, this is tough. You know, I, I'm just going to like completely flip out. I'm uh, like flip for my conventional preseason thinking. I'm going to give the scums of Vegas the upset this week. They're going to have some weird stuff go their way. The Rams stack won't quite hold up enough to, to outscore a pretty solid scums of Vegas lineup. And then I'm going to take the record-setting team Estelle to move on to the finals. Um, I've spurned them enough times that, you know what, I'm going to I'm gonna get on their side this time and uh, stop giving Tony fuel for his fire and actually pick him to win a game. So uh, I guess I'm looking at myself versus Estelle in the finals for me, at which point I'm going to take the final over Estelle uh, just to get my last laugh. And, uh, you know, I can't... I, if that ends up being the finals matchup, me versus Tony... I can't afford to lose that. If if losing to Alex oh, that in the would finals, be... if I thought that was bad, 
losing to losing to Tony in the final would be the end of me. So yes, uh, let's pray that doesn't happen. I'm I'm picking it not to happen. So I'm I'm beating Estelle in the final. I don't care about the third place game. I'm not projecting losers. <laughs> yeah, I think I think if we had you two versus each other in the finals, we would have to do an episode before that week or something. Get him on, you know, get a little yeah. get something going, and then maybe one after the fact too. And then whoever whoever loses has to you know sit there and soak in it for a little bit. I think that would be funny. I think that's um, fair. Okay, so you got so sorry. You had Estelle over AJ, right? I had Estelle over the Scums of Vegas, actually. Oh, got I'm it. Like okay. completely flipping on my my intuition. Yep. Okay, and then you got yourself over Estelle. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, what do you got? I have Kevin. I'm gonna have Kevin beating uh, AJ in the finals. All right. So I'm not. I'm so sticking true to my. I'm just sticking true to my guns here. Our only similarity is that we're both projecting Conference One, the Superior Conference, to come out on top. Sure. Yep. <laughs> like that. Whatever helps you sleep at night. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. I think that's it for the projections. Then. Is there anything else yeah. that you wanted to? To mention go keep it short and sweet this week just wanted to get an episode out and, and chat playoffs before we get things going again so yeah i mean i think we just wanted to get something out to you guys like you said before the, before the yoffs um and we've we felt bad we haven't done anything since week five so wanted to get something out there um yeah i think we'll try to do maybe an episode next week after the first round of the playoffs maybe work some some season you know some other seasonal stuff in there but i think we'll still do like an award episode at some point and maybe a recaps for the, for the season. So it's been a weird football season. I'd say um, we talked about it a little bit before this, Ben, how the, the QB play has been really bad and injuries have been bad. So NFL season yeah. has been kind of down as a whole. Um, but hopefully, you know, some of these QBs can figure it out. Some of these O lines get better and we, we have better football in the future. Well said. All right, well, that's going to do it for us today. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for coming back to us after our long hiatus. Uh, like Will said, we're going to get some stuff going pretty soon here, whether that's before the season ends or after the seasons. Um, can't forget, we will definitely do the second annual Sconies. Um, missed our, pre- our our mid-season Sconies this year, unfortunately, but you know those are, those are temporary anyway. So uh, we'll come back to you guys soon. Uh, looking forward to a good week of playoff action, and uh, we'll see you guys when we're back on the airwaves. Peace.